Hey guys, as always, the Side Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Side Characters Podcast, podcast about diversity in nerd culture. I'm Jordan and there is no one joining me today. <laughs> it's gonna be a completely one-sided it's... thing. There's no one else here. No, he's not he's alone. There's only ghosts. I'm not real. And we're never we're real. In <laughs> we're in a no. mood. <laughs> this is gonna be a serious episode too. You already it have is. me tilted. You already it I'm is. already angry. Uh, streaming, Leah and Jordan have come to play. We're recording not on our usual day, but on our streaming day, which means that yeah, we're so, fighting. So the, the moods are vastly different because our streaming days are like fun, lighthearted, and then Sundays are our, we our need to be Our streaming days are angry and yelly. What are you talking about? The, the, there's a, there's a, like, there's, in, it's full of energy and a lot of yelling and like back and forth bickering, but then our like recording days are like nice and quiet, like, yes, yes, we well, need to be serious easier, about these though. diverse topics. Yes, yes, let's talk about it. And then like, we flip the day and it's just like, I hate you, Leah. But it, maybe it'll make this episode easier because it's a tough one. Oh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. So we decided to. <laughs> I think we even mentioned what we were doing on the last episode, which was like a month ago. Sorry, but 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 we 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 will be talking about separating the artist from the art. I think a topic that's pretty topical, and I think next week we're gonna do cancel culture, maybe. So let's get into it. As always, everyone has had that moment when you are really into some sort of media, some sort of art, whatever it is. And then the creator of that media or someone who is very important to that media um, either said or does something completely irredeemable. So the question that we're kind of going to be talking about today is, did you or should you or do you quit following that media and move on? Or did you keep going at it, able to separate that artist's horrible acts from their great works? I'm going to go ahead and only do it once, but this is, there's going to be a blanket trigger warning on this episode because we will likely discuss some things because, you know, there have been some horrible artists out there who have done some horrible things. So just just prepare. I will leave a timestamp if we get into anything too heavy, just so you know. But yeah, we're going to we're going to be getting into it today. Hmm. So, Leah, yeah. Yeah. How would you? So we're going to. I guess I'm just going to keep going and explaining. This. I'm going to do all the exposition for this episode up top so we can sure. get into the fun That's stuff. That's good. So we're going to kind of do this first part of this episode kind of more on an interview-ish side where I'm going to ask Leah about her experience with this whole separating the artist from the art. And then we're going to go through some interview questions. And then we're going to flip it on its head and Leah is going to ask me. So yeah. welcome to NPR. We are doing some fun stuff today. Yeah. All things considered. Anyways, I can't do that. We'll get sued. So, Leah. Yeah. How are you doing today? Oh, you know. Peachy keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited to not to talk about this. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 (laughs) I'm going to let you explain your story. But, like, I want to say for everybody who's about to hear this, I saw all this happen in real time. So it's it's very interesting. Anyways, Leah. Yeah. So there are some like 
we could just we could talk about small little examples that this has happened to but for me there's one that directly happened only a couple months ago which was um in october um uh, well here let me start this i am a really regular fan of achievement hunter um, which is a Let's Play channel on what you made a noise. No, I <laughs> just go, <laughs> just go. Okay. Anyways. So I, yeah, I watch a lot of achievement hunter content. I pretty much watch them every day or every other day. They're my, on the background, they're a Let's Play channel. They play video games and it's a group of them about, um, varies in numbers, but like six or seven at a time usually. And in October, one of their members, probably one of the oldest one, one of the older ones, um, there was some images leaked online. Um, his name is Ryan Haywood, and he was he was uh, one of th- probably the most popular members of Achievement Hunter. Um, he had a really big following on Twitch as well, and um, was a partnered was a partnered member of Twitch, and. Uh, yeah, and basically on one of the, like, 4chan-related um, type websites, there was images released, basically, um, not safe for work images of him released on, on that website. And so there was, it's kind of spiraled from there in that uh, it was clear that he had been cheating on his wife and his family. He has two kids. Um, uh, and he had been cheating regularly with other people. Um, and then even more information came out, which is basically that he, uh, uh, been sleeping with fans who were around the age of 18 or possibly younger. And... A lot of people started coming forward saying that this has happened and that he would go to like uh, cons and then stay and meet with fans in hotel rooms and started and did things that many of them didn't consent to um, sexually. and yeah and the numbers kept going up and no one in achievement hunter knew this was happening and then he was let go fired it's a bit unclear whether he quit or was fired from achievement hunter or from rooster teeth and uh then yeah that's that's a bit of that um Later on, he uh, tried to come back in January because Twitch hadn't removed him as a partner. And so he was still getting money from people who had not unsubscribed or um, unfollowed him, whatever. And he tried to come back and it took a lot of campaigning on people's parts to have Twitch actually remove him as a partner. Yeah, that's that's the general story. Of that, we can get into it more. Okay, so I want to say, Leah, yes. first, how's your brain doing? I'm good. It's fine. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know this one's a little difficult because, like you said, you 
Well, at least, again, I see this firsthand. Like, you always would talk about Achievement Hunter and stuff like that and, like, send me videos and things like, oh, watch this, watch this. So I, I know this one was one that was near and dear to your heart. Well, so I just want to do a check-in. Like, how are I you? do want to clarify <laughs> that, that uh, I was never... So, Ryan Haywood was not my favorite person. Yeah. Um, I found him frequently abrasive and fake. Um, but the fact is, is that I... Because I watch, yeah, I watch a lot of Achievement Hunter and very much like them, that it deeply impacted me, particularly when they came back, because I have never seen people more broken than when Michael Jones and Jack Patillo came to talk to people after they had come back from their break. And I was going through a rough time, too, at that point already. So I guess... Overall, how did you feel directly after this incident? Like, what emotions were brought up for you? So, yeah, this was like, so during this time I was, I was struggling anyways. Like, it was a crazy busy time. The term had just started. Um, I was feeling quite overwhelmed with work as well. And the issue was that for me, I watch Achievement Hunter almost every day. It is a constant in my life and that, or I'll rewatch old videos. And that was basically taken away in that a source of things that was a steady constant for me was suddenly gone and I didn't feel comfortable watching them. And it was just like hard to process. That's why it was more difficult to process rather than my attachment with him which I, as I said, it's, that wasn't a huge deal for me as, as because he wasn't like, oh my God, I've lost my favorite person. It was, it was a lot that I was destabilizing for me in that time, but also just like anger. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just sadness for the people who were impacted by this and the other members who, where are generally very good people like Jack Patillo he uh raises like a million dollars every year for extra life like that's his campaign it's extra life and just these people who considered him friends uh devastated by this it yeah uh, so I, I i guess uh kind of off question so so it was more of like you know your own sadness but also feeling for those who were directly affected by this like the, it, you were the upset came from like reaching out like i guess the emotions reaching out for those who worked with this guy who's had their work and stuff directly affected by this dude's actions yeah and they're like the people who did have to like because he had such a huge following the people who did would have to come to terms with this particularly because a lot of them were younger um so thinking about the fact that yeah they thinking like i know it sounds weird to be like well it's because there's a bunch of people who were like well it was never my favorite and they're like well that's a lie you like people have expressed that no for me he actually just wasn't and just thinking about those people who have to come to terms with that was very hard so I, I, I guess um, we kind of already did question, too, with what were your opinions? You thought he was abrasive and kind of a, yeah, 
up front. But question three, so how do you respond following this incident? Like, did it change your behavior, I guess? Yeah, so I was already having a, uh, as I said, like a rough time at that point. And it really threw me off for several days. Um, I ended up crying at a couple points because I just, I didn't, I didn't, like multiple things I can't remember what many of the other things were, but there was multiple things happening and it just threw me off so hard that I didn't have this backup to fall under of like things that were constant and feeling this emotional impact that it, yeah, I was quite depressed for a couple of days i mean yeah like yeah that that <laughs> like you we'll get to my side of like how i react to these situations but, but i i fucking get it like especially yeah. when it comes to something you do every day and it may not have been he may not have been like the center point of your attraction to this art but he was a part of it and it's like like you have i guess one section of it that sucks that like completely darkens the whole entire thing and it's like well fuck well yeah and like like one one thing to think about is the fact that like jordan knows this that probably my go-to cheer up video is uh achievement hunter animated's bread leg toaster video i play that for almost everyone i meet because i find it hilarious and he's not the main person in that he he only comes in halfway through but hearing his voice was something i was not able to do and thus i could not watch videos that even he was only a side person in because it was yeah. it was it's i hard. was just not able to do it yeah so i guess after after the whole thing came out the fallout happened after everybody was aware of what this was dude was doing and then double the news where it was like found out that it was way worse than it was like yeah. first reported on it's like i guess when, when did you first try to go back to achievement hunter like what what <laughs> what was it like the first time when you're like okay well i I'm, I'm okay to do this or have you even come back to it yeah so i definitely yes i still watch their content but the thing was is that so i did i did try and go back to wa- i watched some of their content immediately after and uh, it was about like two to three weeks after i think that they started putting new content out and there was one series of videos that I knew didn't have him in it and that became a source of like of like calmness and uh, that actually is like it's the Michael and Matt playing Legend of Zelda randomizer and that was just very calming to me and so I could only watch new things they put out but also it took a while for me to even do that because there was still uh, like a cloud hanging over it. Um, but I did try, it took a long, like it took probably until December for me to attempt to even watch old videos that I knew he was in. So, so you, so now you are able to watch videos with him in, or you just haven't gone back to it, I guess? No. So when I tried, I, so the first time I think I tried, I tried several times to watch a video with him in it and I just couldn't 
like once I started hearing him, I was I it was like it was like revulsion, yeah, feeling of disgust and thinking about how he was faking to everyone and thus cuddled almost every one of my favorite videos because unfortunately he was in so much of their content yeah. that my favorite series were basically destroyed and it didn't matter for a long time that he wasn't the main person producing that content um i would say i still am i still struggle like now i've tried several times and there's some videos that i can watch but there are entire series that are gone forever i just can't i can't do it um which really sucks because they were some of my go-to repeat watch yeah. ones yeah i mean there are some that you have been recommending for me for years and you know since yeah. i'm awful at getting to things uh, but i i guess i mean again we kind of covered some of the stuff in there but like how how has he changed your opinion of the art or how has your opinion of the art or sorry of achievement hunter of this stuff how has it changed because of him um it's it's definitely caused me to realize that i need to diversify my content intake yeah um yeah, yeah. that i cannot rely on one form of media and not that I, not that i'm like oh my god this is the be all and end all i'm not that type like that type but it's that i was relying so heavily on them that because i was having a bad week already and this happened it it completely destabilized me um so that's generally i still love achievement hunter because i find them hilarious and i still enjoy their current content because because this largely showed me the reactions of everyone who was in achievement hunter was it was what they should be it 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 was people appalled and devastated and and generally just <laughs> unwilling. Like, they were the ones who, when he tried to come back in January, were campaigning to Twitch and were like, why haven't you removed him? Yeah. You need to remove him. Um, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because we we get in some of these situations like two responses. One where there is complete like okay, we're gonna separate ourselves from this person and then try to you know heal from it. And then there's the other where we see where people will side with the artist and will be like, okay, yeah, knows like we're on their side and this isn't as bad as it really is, and we're going to kind of protect them. So there there are like kind of two well, polarizing it, acts with that because like. Sorry, go on. I was more worried about that they would remain silent. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's the third, yeah. Or just yeah. not say anything. Because, as well, Rooster Teeth is owned by Warner Brothers. And it's a major company. And this is a thing, as a major company, that they have liability for. But they didn't. They were vocal. And, and adamant about their views on his 
atrocious behavior. And that at least has left me feeling more comfortable with them because they immediately, like most of them immediately, immediately believed the victims. They were, yeah. there was no question. Every Good. single one of them Good. was like, believe, asked victims to come forward. They, yeah. So that was, that, that made me feel more secure about them. But at the same time for content in general, it has caused me to realize that I need to make a change in how I consume content. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I see that. Okay. So you are the great recommender you you are yeah. the person who I like do constantly things. like has some, some very good recommendations for me and like especially achievement hunter was one that you like pitched to me so many times but you know me i don't really watch youtube that often other than music yeah. stuff so yeah. you the great recommender oh leah oh great oh great recommender do you still recommend this art and if you do do you give those you recommend it to a warning? Um. So yeah. Yes. Okay. Y yes and no. Ooh. So I still I've recommended Achievement Hunter videos to a friend who actually took that recommendation. I gave them the randomizer videos, and I. This is a complicated bit. Is that the old videos? I have I haven't had a chance to recommend those to anyone since then and i don't know if i would okay unfortunately i yeah. still like one set of the videos where he's not prominent in that i love the um it's a set of mario kart let's plays i might still do that oh. but i think i would give a warning um but yeah that's and that's the thing that currently is in my head is that i had in the past recommended and i made a list of my favorite videos and gave it to one of my friends and they since then recently have watched that randomizer let's play and so now i've been thinking about the fact that i probably need to tell them that they shouldn't watch some of those yeah yeah and how am i going to tell them this and that's something that's been on my mind yeah on that front I mean, I kind of have a feeling of what this next set is going to be, but have you continued to look at new art from the same artist? And I mean, I think this question goes for specifically Ryan Hayward. And then, yeah, I, I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like the other, the second half of that kind of goes into what you're about to say. So, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He he's he's been wiped from the face of the internet, basically. Good. <laughs> um, thankfully, and that was due to people campaigning. Um, that, cause there was a large portion of people when he's like, I, I, he, he, when he came back in January was like, I'm in therapy and <laughs> I, you know, didn't actually not, I didn't actually acknowledge any of the incidents, but it's like, I'm working on my family and I'm in therapy and going to multiple therapists and people were really willing to forgive him being like, well, look, he's changing. Well, look, he's changing, but no. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And 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 thankfully people stepped forward and were uh, very adamant in the fact that he should be removed. I, I guess this kind of like mimics a story in, a per in my personal life where there was someone who did some pretty heinous stuff and like 
they they disappear for a while and they like try to come back it's like hey i i've gone to therapy it's like i've stopped drinking like i've changed i've changed i'm a better person now and i think my my reaction to that type of thing was like i'm happy that you're quote-unquote changing but you hurt people and people are uncomfortable with you around i don't want anything to do with you so go change over there please it's like i i was like i am happy and it's like i support your change but go change over there I, this is one of those things that we'll probably get into later, but for me, forgiveness is for yourself, not for other people. <laughs> you want people to forgive you. It is not about them. It's about you. It's about you feeling guilty and doesn't mean that people have to. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. completely get it. So, Leah, how do you, how's yeah. your brain now? <laughs> oh, you know, hanging in there. Hanging in there. It's, it's yeah. Everything's going to be all Ooh. right. Okay, so I guess it's time to put me on the chopping block. Yep, you're on the chopping block. Tell me. Tell me about an example or two or three. Okay, no, no, no. You read the notes. You know I'm not going to give you all 50 examples I listed. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me about your experience with separating the art from the artist, Jordan. So there's there's a lot to say here. So this, this is one thing that has been happening, like, all my life, where it's like, I look up to this some sort of hero, some sort of like in media, some someone. I look up to them, and then it's like, oh, this person is great. And then some horrible, heinous stuff comes out about them, and I was like, well, crap. And so let me let me give. I'm just yeah, gonna. You have a you have a lot of history of this. Like surprisingly, this is a pattern. Yeah, this is. Let, let me go. Just put the um birdshot into the shotgun, and then I'm just gonna. Fire it really quick to give you a um, peppering of examples. The like first major, well, actually, no, I guess technically the second major one, but the first, so the first one that it really like hit was Tiger Woods. So I, when I was in um, middle school, whatever, I, I used to golf a lot, and Tiger Woods being, you know, half African American, hu- huge deal. Then, you know, comes out that he's actually sleeping with thousands of people and cheating on his wife so much and all this other stuff that came out. And then the second big one was Bill Cosby. Like, the co- I'm black, so of course the Cosby show was part of my life, and it's like, oh, here's this diverse show in an era where it was like mostly about white families being happy, where we have a black family shown in a good light. Bill Cosby's a great things. And then he goes and just destroys all the goodwill he ever built up, and is just an absolute monster of a human being, and ugh, don't, ew. And then, um... When it comes to music, it happened with uh, Jesse Lacey and then the whole entire band of Trapped. And there's just been, like, all these small pepperings. And then, like, I think I'm going to go with the more major of the two. But there there, there was um, the ones that I wanted to kind of put for things that I might talk about as episode. Where first, J.K. Rowling, where everybody knows what happened with her. Where she just doesn't know how to shut her mouth. And to talk, listen, and learn from having bad opinions rather than just doubling down over and over and over rather than listening to people and also tries to champion herself as the queen of diversity when it comes to writing when she has horrible horrible opinions on trans people mm-hmm. um and then but the other one this this is one i'm going to talk about um the, 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 the oh this this one this one's a little rough and possible trigger warning um so when 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 I was when I was a kid, I, I so when when I when I was a kid, I, like I was weird. I, I was a weird kid, but I also like you know, I liked what I liked, and 
through all the times when it's like, oh, I'm getting made fun of for liking this stuff, my mom would be like, well, do you want to stop liking that stuff? And I'm like, no, no, I want, I want to keep doing what I do because this is stuff I like to do. And um, middle school, a little note anime known as Roni Kenshin comes out, and it is, you know, the story about like this guy who is a wandering swordsman after after he like was in part of a war and did like a lot of assassination a lot like a lot of killings he decides to um you know change his life and repent for like his crimes of taking lives of others and it's like it's pretty much a story about like a guy who wants to change and wants to make his life better but people keep trying to drag him back and make him the person he used to be and like that story kind of resonated with me and i really like that story and so the artist of that was Nobuhiro Watsuki. Um, and after running Kenshin, I wrote, wrote, read his second manga, um, Busao Rinken. And then there was a third manga that I read. And I was like really into his work. I really, really like this guy's work. And like pretty much every time a chapter or whatever of something that he wrote was released, I went and I read it, even if it wasn't something that I was interested in because he had such an impact on my childhood as this being like outside of full metal alchemist like one of the mangas that i got really into i read all of Ronin kenshin i owned every single volume of the manga which like that's kind of hard to do especially when manga's eight dollars a piece and i was a kid buying manga for eight dollars a piece and bought 28 of those and so i owned all of it and i think it was I think I was working at JBT, so it was it was within the last five years where like one morning I like woke up and was reading through the news articles, and it turns out um this dude was caught with a cache of um I don't know any other way to beat around the bush, but he was caught with a cache of um child pornography and, and images of young girls. And I'm I'm not I'm I'm gonna just I'm not gonna I can't I can't I'm sorry I can't get into it. I just it's it's. It, it, it it's heartbreaking because i looked up to this guy and it was one of those things where i i because of the ronnie kenshin that like that really is what got me into anime and it really especially what really got me into manga and got me into drawing anime and drawing manga stuff and like having my own ideas for my own mangas and comics he's what really fucking did it for me and then just one day ruins it all yeah so on that front then like i know that you weren't re- like yours is a very different situation in the fact that that was something that you had held dear since childhood rather than me it was something that we had been consumed daily yeah what did you feel similar emotions after this incident like did or was it like completely different for you like what did you feel um, the, 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 the first, when I first looked at the article, I went up to throw my phone. Like I, I, I it was, it was upsetting. Like it, it was an immediate, like what the hell? Well, of course. Yeah. There's no way to like, oh, well, no, he actually, no, no, there's no way to beat around the bush and like, be like, oh, well, it's not as bad as it is. It is as bad as it is. And it was anger. It's like, it's like, how do you, how, how do you do this? Why would what you've done is absolutely disgusting. And I can't even begin to... 
and like so so running attention was something that like it was my it was part a great part of my childhood it it was i i at the moment was not reading anything from that artist but seeing it like brought like it was immediate anger it was immediate sadness like okay well now something from my childhood something that had such a great impact on me was immediately tarnished did you find that your like behavior changed as a result of this like did you immediately feel like there was something different in how you are acting or like did did you other than like the feelings that came with that incident was there anything that you <laughs> did differently i, I remember said so, so like it was right so i like I wake up and I read like my newsfeed really quick before getting ready for work, just you know, to check what's going on in the day. And I remember when I got to work, um, forwarding the article to my mom was just the caption, "All of my heroes are dead." <laughs> and I, 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 I it's just it was just straight up just just I guess the effect on behavior, just being sad about it, and like like when this happens. It hap- like I said, it happens to me a lot. It happens to me all over the place, especially it happens in music. It happens in TV shows I watch. It happens in comics I read. When you just find out the artist is a horrible person, it happens all the time. And so the thought was with this one being such a big and disgusting thing, the thought was straight up like, do I even keep reading manga? Do I even like, it's like, because. I have tattoos of stuff, like, of things I like. Like, it's like, do I even, like, keep going? Because, like, if I keep reading something, then I'm going to fall in love with it. And I'm going to eventually get a tattoo of that thing, probably. And then it was like, what if I have a tattoo of an artist who's a pedophile? Like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. And it was, it was immediate thought. It's like, do I even keep, like, looking at this media or do I just toss like there there was the moment in my life where there was the things like do i just toss it all away and just find something else just stop caring like it, this one like was a gut punch and a ball kick for me <laughs> after that then did like when do you think was like did you ever try and read his stuff again or like how long after it did did you attempt to uh, so I'll, I'll give you the sh- like short up top then i'll explain but like so straight up i know i have not touched anything from him since so um i went ahead and got rid of all of the manga of his that i well i have already like you know because moving and stuff couldn't keep all of it with me the all 28 volumes so it got kind of tossed aside in all of the moves and some of it got sold but i got rid of the rest of it except for um a like my parents when they went to japan they got like a special edition of the first issue of roni kishin well it has like all of this like behind the scene artwork and all of this stuff on it um i ha- i haven't got rid of that because it's um a gift that my parents gave me but it is just collecting dust in the back 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 of my closet right now um, cause I still just can't, cause again, has a great impact on my childhood. So I, I can't necessarily get rid of it, but I guess on, for, have I continued to, so, so they actually did a remake of Roni Kenshin, um, of the manga where there, there's a reboot. I don't even know if he's the lead artist, but because it is his idea and I feel bad for the other people who are working on it, that it affects, but I refuse to read the new stuff. 
I refuse to let like I am a very if you hurt me scorched earth type person I will just burn that bridge completely and never go back to you and so I, I don't read it there's live action movies that I heard were probably good that I will not watch even when the newest of the live action is going to have a character in the, from the show that I really liked in it I'm not going to watch it I can't I refuse to go back to the art I don't think it's worth it. I will not support a pedophile, period. So, as like that kind of answers most of the <laughs> questions. But well, here's a different one. Here's a different one. One, I am assuming you don't recommend this to anyone anymore. Um, no. No, no, no. So, so I, I guess. So, okay, so say what you want to say first. <laughs> No, no, no. Here's I was going to say, I don't recommend this to anybody. And I know this is one thing that's come up because I do the um, Wednesday anime streams with my friend Will, where we talk about anime. And I know it's come up because we talked about like animes that like we were into as a kid. And it has come up as something that was a huge impact on me. But I think one time I said, just don't read or watch it. And the other time I just, I just said, it's like, I don't support this, but this is so, so I don't, I don't recommend it, but, and I do give a warning. It's like, I don't, by the way, and I, and I will, every time I do bring it up, I do mention, Hey, this guy's a disgusting piece of crap. Just so you know. So yeah, that was kind of, <laughs> kind of my second question is when you come across someone who has also been impacted by this. So I have a friend specifically who loved Ramon and Kenshin. And I'm going to go out of the limb and say, because I don't think they've ever mentioned it, that they don't know. So say you met my friend who loves Ramona Kenshin and they don't know. How would you, what would you do? Would you tell them? Would you, would you tell, yeah, would you tell them? Would you let them know? Would what would you, or would you just kind of... Just let let you live in naive bliss. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a that's a freaking hard question. Like I, yeah, it, it's one of those things where like I feel like especially when doing we belong in like talkings of anime with other friends, like like it is. It's something that I feel it's my duty to let people know that this is a thing to not pull the punches but if it's like like it it was a rough feeling it like literally sent me in a just put me in a really bad place for that whole week that like i found out about it and then had to hear more about it weeks later but like so it's like i know what that feels like and it feels crappy and maybe someone might not have that same reaction as i did but like i would feel bad making them have to feel that but i but at the same time as someone who does know about it and as someone who has gone through that and like I have very strong opinions about like separating artists art from artists I feel like it would be my duty to be like hey did you know that this is a thing and leave it at that like that's it's this is the information you do with it what you want but I feel like part of it is kind of a duty to let them know yeah <sighs> our choice how are you doing? <laughs> I love this, like, chicken's like, how's your brain? <laughs> yeah. I, it, like I said, it, this is one it hits really, because all the other stuff, especially, like, the Cosby thing, like, it hits close because, like, I grew up with the Cosby show. But this is another thing where it's, like, a lot of my personality and a lot of, like, the love for anime, like, this was part of the beginning. Like, like, Roni Kenshin, 
Gundam, Dragon Ball Z, these were the reasons that I like the stuff I like now. These are the things that, yeah. like, well, like in anime, it has such an effect on my life where it's like I watch it with friends, I talk about it with friends, I do a show about it, I, like, it based that type of story writing on some of the stuff I do in Worldshot. It was the building block of everything that I like as far as animated media. And to have it be, have someone just, like, ruin that for me, it, it's rough. It's freaking hard. And I think it's a very different, it's like we've described two very different experiences because, like, I know about the J.K. Rowling thing, but I also am not with her. I'm not a scorched earth with her. Yeah, I'm also. I she, she's dead. To yeah, me, she's dead to but me. But her, like Harry Potter's still alive. Her me, Harry Potter is still in my head, defendable. I, I guess part of it for me is like the type of crime. Like if J.K. Rowling had some of the same type of crime as this dude did, then like. Yeah, of course. Scorch burned the fuck out of Harry Potter. I'm out. I'm out. But like, well, I would I would probably say as well that it relates to is she still making money off of this? If she was doing something like if there was something she was involved in that she would make money off of that came out related to Harry Potter, I would probably not. Oh yeah, I mean, no, not gonna watch Fantastic Beasts because a those movies suck, and b like no, I'm not giving. That's the thing. I'm not giving J.K. Rowling any more of my money, but Harry Potter, like, I still, like, Harry Potter's still going to be around. Like, I'm not going to, like, freaking just be completely done with it, but I'm not, also, I'm not going to give her my money. But this guy, I'm not going to do anything. No, it's done. I'm done. I'm done with you. (laughs) But also, screw J.K. Rowling and everything she said, and she deserves to have her fan base turn on her because she is a terrible, horrible person and needs to learn a to not run your mouth on the internet and b to actually talk to people and listen and understand and not just double down because you're a stupid idiot jk rowling and i give you the finger sorry i just needed that to be like because i felt weird like being like oh yeah i'm still fighting with harry potter but like no 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 no. screw jk rowling no turfs (laughs) turfs are fucking disgusting screw screw like no f that lady yeah Sorry. Right. I just needed to make sure that was known. I hate her. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we both hate her. Very much so. And I think we'll talk about her. Oh yeah, cancel culture. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on from our little interview section, let's let's do some talkings. Cause like just some more general questions about like should we separate the art from the artist? And I like I find this interesting because this has also come up recently in other aspects of my life now too. Which is specifically, I, my lab group uh, has been discussing whether we should remove, in academia, removing texts of people who have been, say, accused of many accounts of sexual assault. And should their texts be removed? Uh, Because, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Like, what do you do when someone's created something knowledge that uh potentially is useful and that's that's a that's a thing that's come up so i think this is important just to think about because like if you think about it on this low on this like spectrum that not saying it's not as important but that it's more in the leisure activity that you don't have to consume this content it's not necessary for like your job or 
for, you know, you know, I hope people understand what I'm saying, that it's not absolutely necessary for life versus it potentially can help you think about things like when you're talking about this when it's part of your job, like me, with academia. Small scale, steal with large scale. So, so. I guess what I'm going to say kind of falls in, is like, do you think separating artists from the art is something that should be done? And then I think also I'm going to pull in, is this something that is a case-to-case basis is what I'm about to say. I think that, yeah, I, th- I think that... <clears throat> This is a this is a difficult thing because, like I said, I am a very scorched earth. If you wrong me, then like I'm I'm fine burning that bridge and moving on. Um, like, but I but I do think it is a case to case. I do think it is something to look at because, especially depend. It, there's a lot that goes into it. I don't think I'm going to be able to give you a definite answer, but I think there's a lot that goes into from like, what is the impact of that art? What did the artists do? How does this affect everybody else? How do people look at it? I think there's so many things to look at in this, like separating artists from art things like, okay, yeah, we can try to separate it. Like in a case to case basis of based on their opinions or what they've done is like, is this something that you're okay with separating with? And it's like, are you okay reading the art and knowing that your artist kind of sucks? Or is it like, oh, this person's a pedophile. I don't want anything to do with it. And it I, I don't know. There's so there's so much in it. And I, I don't think I have necessarily a direct answer. Yeah. I would say a starting line, just thinking on this now for me, like a starting thing to ask would be, am I providing them with more money? Yeah. Like... Am I supporting them financially by continuing to use this media? So, like, am I, like, going to continue to go to movies that Kevin Spacey's in? I forgot about Kevin Spacey. No. Uh, Yeah, I feel like we've forgotten about Kevin Spacey, which is I I think it's fine Um, to just let him just die on his own. (laughs) I think that's, like, for me, a starting point. But then from there... It might depend on the media. It might depend on other things. Because, like, there are certain books that I already own that if I found out the author, like, yeah, it's the severity of the crime as well. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's also part of it is separating artists from art. You also, to separate and, like, be like, okay, I'm still going to enjoy the art, but, like, I don't want anything. You need... I think part of it you need to recognize that yes, this artist did something horrible, and that needs to be there. You can't just be like, okay, I'm also going to forget about what they did and enjoy everything they're in. It's like no, 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 no. You need to know that what they did and who they are kind of sucks, but you're you're looking at their art and not just them as a person. I guess is that is that something I can say? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is that. N- the other, when we say case-by-case case basis, none on that end of the spectrum is that nothing should change. That is not a thing that happens. No. It's that something should happen. But I think Kevin Spacey is a good example of, do you cut off from watching any of his movies when his movies are a collaborative effort made by multiple people? Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you think about an actor, that's very different from an author. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're part of a whole rather than being the whole and so that like like um kevin's like there's 
I'm the only Kevin Spacey movie I can think of right now is Baby Driver, and there's well, I mean, John Hamm kind of is a dick, but um, there are lots of other people than just um, Kevin Spacey in that movie. So, do you not ever watch that movie again, or what? <laughs> is the question? Or like the usual to... suspects? Oh, also usual suspects, and oh, and whatever yeah. that stupid Netflix show that he's the president in. <laughs> House yeah, Earth. House of Screw You, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Scorched Earth. I like to burn it. <laughs> I wouldn't watch... Like, that's the thing is, I wouldn't watch House of Cards again. Yeah. Because it's all him. Yeah. That's all him. Like, it's... But but would I... But I, I love The Usual Suspects. Yeah, and, like, I guess, in my mind, I... Especially with Kevin Spacey, like, I'm fine not watching anything new he's been in. And, like, if, like, someone's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen this movie, I want to watch it. It's like, sure, but no, it's like, I don't support Kevin Spacey, and I'll watch it with them. But, like, I don't think that I'm ever going to go out of my way to watch stuff that he's been in ever again. I don't, I don't, wow. I, I think, I think in my mind, like, separating the artists, like, I think there there's two things that I usually go for. And it's, like, cutting off any new stuff. And then being wary yeah. about how I interact with the old stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not going to collect yeah. the Harry Potter books anymore. I'm not going to, like, um, wear my freaking Hogwarts robes and try to perform magic with the wand anymore. But I'll still, like, hey, Harry Potter's a thing that happened in my life once. Mm. <laughs> See, and that's slightly different than me, is that I have entirely compartmentalize that mm. from her so i'm still okay with harry potter as a world oh you're still okay with harry potter world i refuse to give her more money and i and i, and I do think it's case to case and it's person to person but i i think when you come to these situations i i guess it has to be like an internal thing of how much am I willing to give for this? How much of my time, yeah. myself, my life, like my money, how much am I willing to give for someone I know messed up? And also recognize yeah. it's like, like we were saying, it's like the forgiveness thing is for yourself, not technically for the other person. Did I say that right? No, <laughs> no, it's that. Say it. You say it's it. That... I'll just cut what I say. You say it. So. <laughs> So that forgiveness is about you. Yeah. And it's for your own benefit. Yeah. Not the person who's doing the forgiving. So it's for the benefit of the person who. I said it so. so it's for the benefit of the person who's done the bad thing. I say screw him. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, do you think then that the art is affected like by the artist's actions? Well, that's a huge question. Hopefully that's not one yeah. of the questions I wrote because I don't like it. <laughs> That makes me have to think. That's yes, yes, that is. It's crap. Go on, Leah. You say what you you want. Yeah, I think it is entirely. I do think it is. I think that. I think yes, it for sure is because people like on a more fundamental level, you it is almost impossible to separate people's biases from what they're doing like academia tells us this all the time that even science you can't separate your own personal biases from any work you're doing it's impossible for humans to be as objective like entirely objective that's not something that's possible which means that whatever someone's creating their their memories their experiences are impacting what they're creating so on a fundamental level yes 
And that's this. That's why, for me, it feels incredibly frustrating when people are like, you're a comedian. You're not allowed to get political. That's, that's a lie because there's no way to separate that. That's not actually something that can be separated. That's, and that's just on a, that's just on a fundamental level. So artist, creator, whatever it may be, like, I, I, I am also, I guess you could technically call a creator, an artist, whatever you want. Don't feel like it sometimes. But I guess when I do art and when I create, it is something that is a part of me. The art reflects my thoughts. It reflects my opinions. It reflect, reflects, reflects who I am to a certain point. If you listen to World Shop, you will hear a lot of, like, if you, if, I mean, if you listen to World Shop and you know me, you will hear a lot of myself be in those episodes. I'm not trying to use this just to talk about my other show. What I'm trying to say is when an artist creates, a lot of the times the artist is putting themselves in it. An actor has to become the part that they are acting. The writer puts a little bit of their opinion, a little bit of their soul into each of their of the things they write. A painter, like, yeah, it's, it's part of you. It's your time. It's your spirit coming out into your art. So the art itself is part of you, correct? In what I'm saying, like, I mean, not correct. Like, yeah. it's part of my, this is my opinion. Yeah. But in what I'm saying, the art is part of the artist. And so I don't see how the art <laughs> isn't affected by the art's the, sorry, the artist's actions, because it is part of them, so why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't J.K. Rowling's horrible opinions affect Harry Potter and how it's seen? Because, especially when this is the same person who tried to seem like the champion of diversity. So this person, like, wanting to create this magical world that is free is also kind of a horrible bigot. How is the art not effective? Like, look at Harry Potter. You see kind of a gap when it comes to certain types of people. Yeah. As well, I think it's, I think I'm just thinking about the example of we're mainly talking about modern authors. Yeah. We automatically do some compartmentalizing for authors in the past. Oh, yeah. Lovecraft. We're looking at you. (laughs) Or any person who was writing during times of slavery. Um, <laughs> he named his cat the N-word. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, but it's you. It's context in this case that I'm talking about with like historical examples. It's more the fact that you always have to remember that someone is looking through a lens, and what is that lens, and are you willing to support that lens? No. <laughs> Are you willing to support that list? No. Yeah. Again, and I mean, everybody's going to be different. And like hearing this episode, know that like with the disclaimer, these are our own thoughts and opinions. I don't expect everybody to react the same way I do. I don't expect everybody to be scorched earth. I don't think that like you should immediately pile up your Harry Potter books and light them on fire. I don't, I don't think that's a thing that happens, but I do think like we've been saying on all of the stuff of nostalgia or whatever, have a critical lens, like understand what happened and be able to think about it in some way. Like if you want to keep following the art and it doesn't matter what the artist did to you, fine. But also recognize that the artist is a horrible person. 
or yeah. did something wrong. Not always did something wrong, made us think whatever it may be. You don't have to completely blow it up. But then also the other thing, it's like you don't have to be forgiving of everything that happens. Yeah. Leading well into our next question. How does supporting an abuser of the system prop up their system? Well, supporting an abuser of the system keeps getting them paid. And by them getting paid, it's just going to be cycle and justify their own abuse. Come on. Sorry. (laughs) They're using the system. The system, whatever system they're using. So in this case, their fame, their popularity, their platform, the things they were doing were what allowed them to be able to do these horrible things. Yes. And by... Thus meaning, you continue to participate in that. Mm Mm-hmm. You are allowing them, giving them consent mm-hmm. to continue doing that. Exactly. It's justifying their horrible actions in a way. By You're saying you're okay with it. Yeah. By the people who like stood up and were like, oh yeah, we support you, Bill Cosby. You're saying, sure, you did crap, but we're good with it. Keep going, man. You got this. And that's not yeah. what we need to be doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is your advice to those who have media they like, but the artist turned out to be bad? Yeah, look at it with a critical lens. That's that's the big one. I think, yeah, as well, that, like, for me, the big thing is to remember it's often this isn't about you. So I think a lot of people forget when they're thinking about this how you should be thinking about the people who have been impacted by this. So what you should be thinking about Great, you haven't experienced sexual assault. Think about what it's like for someone who has been experienced sexual assault to see someone who's experienced sexual assault on the screen. To continue to live their life normally without it having affected them. Like, think about what it's like for an author to have a best-selling book when you know that author has touched kids. Like, it's that's what you have to keep in your mind. And I think that's what people forget about. That it's not about the many it's about the few and we should be protecting those few and thinking about them. Trigger warnings aren't for the general public. They're for the people who will, this will be impacted by. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why people have problems with creating safe spaces. Like this is, the, <laughs> this is a general issue is that it's, it's not about you. It's about thinking about other people. And so put yourself in that mindset of how you would feel if this happened and that's the critical lens you should look through if you're really having trouble understanding how you can support this person think about the people who were infected affected by this and i think that's really important to think about because i think we often forget about that is that yes there are other considerations but we should always take that time to remember that it's it's about them this is why we need to do this is for them yeah yeah no i Sorry, I literally just said, yeah, at the end of that, I, I agree with everything. And I think it was very well said. That's, I just, that was good. You got it. I can't add on to that. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say before I wrap us up? Um, No, I think, I think I've said what I could. And I, I mean most words of it. You mean most words? What does that mean? I just, just in case I said anything bad, I want to cover myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have a little bit of a speech to go on, a little bit of a Take rant. You know, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, what? <laughs> just do it. What? Just do it. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't like Shia LaBeouf, but anyways. Um, so I think it's important to say that uh, cancel culture is a really complicated beast, and we'll talk about it more in the future, but um, it doesn't really allow room for people's growth and change, but it is important to recognize that when a system is broken, which it is very much so currently, People with platforms can influence others on, like, grand scales. Looking at you, J.K. Rowling, and how many Twitter followers you have. And by continuing to allow them to exist unchallenged in that situation or system, we're perpetuating it. We're tacitly allowing them to continue unchallenged. Um, Just because they've changed, in big giant quotes, doesn't mean they deserve their platform Mm -hmm. back. It is a privilege not a right. Let me just say that it's privilege, not a right to have a million Twitter followers to be able to produce content on Twitch, to upload videos onto YouTube. You do not get to do that. Yeah. It's a privilege to tweet looking at you. You know who? Yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, uh, fuck the patriarchy. A good night. And that has been the lecture series by Dr. Leah. And um, yes, please, thank you for coming out tonight. And we will be back with some more lectures next time. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you all. Mm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just felt like that was a very that was like the closing argument to like your 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 lecture. And I just really like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe doctor someday. No, 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 no. Not maybe doctor someday. No, no. You're going to be, you're going to. And if you're not going to be a doctor someday, I will fight you. Okay. Doctor Dr. Leah. Anyway. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. So, mm-hmm. as always, we are closing out the show. Just have confidence, Leah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Fight on. I think Close, yeah. closing out the show. I think sh- you should go first. Okay, I can go first. Okay, right, closing out the show, as always, we're going to, after a heavy topic of talking about all this stuff, especially like topic that weighed heavy on my heart for quite some time. We're going to talk about things that we have been enjoying. Roni Kinchin is dead. What have I been into recently? So, Okay, there's been, because we've both been super busy, there have been a couple of weeks where, like, just stacking up of stuff I've been doing. Um, my therapist recommends that I, uh, you know, take a break and do something nice for myself. And that's what I've been doing on Actually a near relax. constant basis. What? Actually relax. <laughs> yeah, I don't sleep, but I do relax. So, <laughs> I uh, there's, so, there's so many things, and it's hard to pick one. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two, and it's going to be one of the two that I've listed, and the other one's gonna be a follow up on something I read a while ago. So the first one I watched, mm-hmm. like, so yes, I'm the anime guy of this podcast. Leah does different nerd stuff. I do mostly anime. <sighs> what I'm gonna say, this is one that's been recommended to me a million times over, but the um, anime Mob Psycho 100 was very very good. It's by the same guy who did One Punch Man. And it's it's I think it's either his first or his second that kind of went mainstream. And you know what I'm gonna say, it's always hard to separate the artist's first work from the artist's second work. But I'm gonna say this one kind of stuck with me a little bit better than um, One Punch Man. But I can you'll hear me talk about it on one of my other shows. What I want to specifically get into something that kind of does have to do with this show is. In Mob Psycho, there was, at the very beginning, the throwaway joke of, like, the character Mob, who's, like, this kind of wimpy, like, skinny, um, 
protagonist like you, you know your usual protagonist he has psychic powers but like he's like weak otherwise and it was a throwaway joke of him joining like these super buff dudes in their body improvement club and i want to go ahead and say that the body improvement club is some of the most wholesome stuff in all of anime where it's just straight up just like it's these super buff guys but they're so supportive of each other. And it's not that, oh, yes, we want you to get stronger so that you can be just like us and be cool. And the only thing is being strong is being cool. But they go out of the ways to help him improve himself, not only in like strength, but confidence. And it's just like this beautiful story of like these what could have been an easily toxic masculinity group, but they all super care about each other and support the personal growth of another person. And it's not just all about, oh, muscles make person good. It's about like, no, doing this thing to improve your own life and doing it at your level, not necessarily at their level. And that was something that blew me away because male relationships in anime are, can be really toxic. And I think the artist had, like did a really good job with these male relationships because it could have gone the complete opposite way where instead this kid, he's the skinny psychic kid. And so he ends up having to fight and best the um, body improvement crew to show them that, ah, oh, yes, it's not all about muscle, that my psychic powers are great. It could have been this whole toxic thing that happened. But instead, it was this really wholesome, beautiful story with these overly buff high schoolers teaching this tiny little high schooler how to be better in life and i loved it <laughs> that was wonderful also quite long but wonderful why why are you making fun of me now <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, you for thank you for coming to my ted talk leah anyways yeah that was i know so much now <laughs> so much what why are you making fun of me you want to go you know what i'm sorry we're back. Uh, we're back to Twitch, Leah. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, you, you had your moment where you were very serious, and now you're going to just make fun of um, And the other one, very quickly, <laughs> I got to get into is um, I'm still reading the comic series Something is Killing the Children. They just finished their first arc, and I thought it was great. It's a, it's a follow-up of what I talked about like 10 episodes ago, but just saying Something is Killing the Children. Still recommends. Still good. Still a good portrayal of a small-town horror story with a strong female lead who, yeah, got it. Everybody go read it. Anyways. Nice. Nice. My turn. No, we're ending the show. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I hate you so much. Okay. (laughs) Um, So first, I want to say I've been finally getting into the Stardew update, the 1.5 update, big update. It happened in December. And just like playing that again for the first time reminded how much Stardew is literally the best thing that's ever happened. And that it's actually better than Animal Crossing, people. Um, it's really good and there's so much in it. Like, I might have actually talked about this on one of the first episodes of the podcast, but just reminding everybody, it's really cool. They have really good depictions of like like Shane's entire storyline where he's dealing with alcoholism and depression, which was funny because I was looking up a ranking of potential ma- like suitors in that game and Shane was one of the worst ones because they're like well once you get married he still has days where he's battling his like he can't get out of his bed because his depression affects him well, that's I'm like, life that's the best thing it's literally reflective <laughs> of life yeah and the fact is is that he's in bed rather than turning to alcohol like that's amazing like that's great ah 
Yeah. Anyways, so that makes me happy. Stardew is excellent. Highly recommend. It's great. But what I really want to talk about today, I've been watching some dramas, Asian dramas, people, and there's some good ones out there right now. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but basically I'm really into the fact that there's been a series of particularly like a large amount of BL dramas, but some in K dramas as well that show characters just like being really upfront with their feelings rather than this whole like, oh, maybe I like them. Oh, I'm running away from my emotions. Blah, 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 blah. That's always there. If you watch these dramas, you know what I'm talking about. But there's just been people being like, hey, I like you. Do you want to date? And I'm like, oh, do you know how attractive that is? Oh, oh. This is the part of the podcast oh. that I hate. I want to say that because I was leaning away from the mic. This is the part of the podcast that I hate. Anyways, continue. Because you don't know what I'm talking about? No, I do know. Why Why do you hate it? Because I don't like dramas. Well, too bad. I'm talking about them. Um, So there's that. That's been really refreshing and just so much better than the people being like, I'm not actually going to talk to my potentialist partner about my emotions rather just gotta hide them away and then be like it all bubble out at some inopportune moment um but the real thing i want to talk about which is something literally i did not know that i needed until i saw it was i've been watching obsessed with the uh drama we best love uh number one for you which is the first season of it which is the second season starting soon um and Oh, God, there's a moment in it. There's an entire scene. And I've sent, I clipped this scene and sent it to people because I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. There's a scene in it where basically the best friend of the one of the male leads is like, do you like the person, this, the other male character? Like, and the person's and the male lead is like, I don't need to tell you this. And then they're like, but I, you know that I've liked you for so long. And they say, "Mm." perfect line, which is that you should not force your feelings onto other people. Ah! Ah! And then they're like, well, you took advantage of me because, like, you knew I liked you. And he's like, one, he's, he, he says, I'm sorry if you took anything I did as something to hurt you. And then walks away. Oh my god. Hey, Leah. Jordan doesn't realize the impact I, of this, but when I told my friend... I, I just want to say that when I did my thing, you said, wow, that was long. Continue. No, I continue. already said continue. at the No, continue. Of this, continue. Sorry. That's just what, I just wanted this, to make a statement. I just wanted to make a long. statement. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> hmm. I sent this to my friend because this is a discussion we've had that this is an <laughs> issue in real life of people being like, well, you know that I liked you. It is not the person who's being liked responsibility to take to they're not responsible for another person's emotions you are responsible for your own emotions and tv shows never show this like even western tv shows never show this it's always that the person who's being liked is at fault for not realizing this not taking like whatever yes if that person is knows that the person likes them and is using that emotion against them that's a bad thing if a person is just being friends with another human it is not their responsibility to deal with that it is your own problem and shows should be doing that and i think this is the first show that i have ever seen that addresses that fact and he apologized not for 
like leading him on, he apologized if he felt hurt because of that. What he did. Because it's not his responsibility. He just was friends with this guy. And that is something that all shows should have in it. Because, oh my god, this happens all the fucking time. And it pisses me the fuck off because it's not the person's fault. And this happens to girls, women, all the time. They get blamed for it. And I've seen it happen to my friends. They get blamed for someone else's emotions. And we are not responsible for it. So thank you, We Best Love, for showing this because, oh my god, we need to see this more frequently in shows. So I, I do want to say that I was literally writing a text to my friend and be like, hey, I think a bunch of people need to listen to side characters this week because I know there's a lot of guys who need to, <laughs> to, need to hear what Leah just said. <laughs> because, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of guys I know it that happens. need to hear what you just said. We might have a full episode on that and I might bring a friend on because it's just, it's... It's the f- it's the whole thing of the friend zone. Yeah. And as long as I get to approve of said friend. It's 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 just it's exhausting. And media doesn't show doesn't show this. How exhausting it is for women. Yes. To be responsible not only for their own emotions, but yours. Yep. And that's why I just hate everybody, so therefore I don't ever like um have to worry about this. Just everybody gets the cold shoulder. Just saying, that was my mic drop. I've had two this episode, so I, I feel pretty good. Just, again, I want to just point out, Leah said, and I quote, Ah, now I know everything. And then second, while that was long, after I finished speaking about my thing that was much shorter than your thing. I then followed up by saying that mine would also be long, and I know it would be. I'm sorry, I just I, I think it's. I knew mine would I be just long, think that's really and I funny. said that up front. I, I'm fine with it. I'm yes. fine with it. I'm not mad. I just think that's really funny. Hey, I didn't even give you the entire plot of that show. You don't. Need I didn't to know give the you the entire plot of my show. You just yes, you did. Oh, really? I gave you the entire plot of my show because I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> You gave a quite good... I gave a summary of one supporting character interaction in the show. All right. We're in fight mode, man. Okay, let's stream, Leah. It's time to fight. Let's... You just... I just saw a bunch of shit leave your mouth. It's a freaking audio medium. You don't have to say that out loud. Anyways. You can cut... Actually cut that. We're ending the podcast right now. Thank you all for listening. You can cut that, but it was well, very thank you funny. Thank for listening to the podcast. <laughs> we had a very good time. We will be back next week. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, everyone.